Welcome to Camden Cast. I'm Tanvi. And I'm Erin. And we are here providing you with the last episode of season two of Seventh Heaven. Yes, this is part two of the two part season two finale. Um, and the title of this episode, okay, I messed up last time and I said that it, the title of that episode was Boyfriends Ellipsis, and then in parentheses, part one. That was just Boyfriends parentheses, part one. And this episode has the ellipsis at the beginning. And it's called End Girlfriends, and then part two to number 042. Um, or as Amazon had it on, um, if you watch it on Amazon Prime Video, for some reason there is a question mark before the end. But anyway, Amazon has a habit of messing these things up. So so it's the, the two-part season finale is Boyfriends. And girlfriends. Yes, if you didn't put that together. <laughs> but we are now talking only about girlfriends. Although, I'd just like to say... That doesn't make any sense. Yes. <laughs> yeah. n- neither of these... Either of these episodes have anything to do with... I guess maybe a little the, the bit. part one did, I guess, kind of because Lucy's boyfriends right, were back. Yeah. And then she got a new boyfriend. But, like, there are no girlfriends. No, there are no girl. Well, I guess, like, Lucy and, and Mary, Mary are, are girlfriends? people's girlfriends. Uh, uh, yeah. Hmm. Well, anyway, the IMDb. Oh, wait, before that, though. Um, All right. <laughs> we, Shut me it, down. Yeah, I have to, because uh, we have to give a little shout out. We were tweeted at uh, recently by uh, Twitter handle Kath, LOL, Kath Lol. I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to call you. I hope that's right. Um, and she actually suggested a name for Seventh Heaven fans. And we were thinking we'd open up the uh, naming the floor of... floor for suggestions? Yes, exactly. Um, I don't know if I'd consider myself a Seventh Heaven fan, though. I'm kind of oh. just here. Yep. <laughs> just along for the ride. I mean, I guess I am, because I do actually look forward to watching these now. You were so excited for this episode. Yeah. And then you were so let down. So let down. Um... But, yeah, so our IMDb user um, synopsis of this episode is a long one, so. Matt worries now he's about to leave home as self-absorbed, phone-glued Mary hasn't even got a clue what's happening with their younger siblings, nor is any use for either. Simon is heartbroken when Happy's original family head, Jack Martin, turns up and returns with a lawyer to claim the dog back. Eric considers his parents' Surprise visit awkward and pointless, as Matt won't be around to hold his valedictorian speech. The colonel, however, takes charge of an Operation Dog Rescue inspired by Jimmy and Rod. Those two also undo Lucy's idiotic dumping of Kenny for being too perfect to be interested in her, and hold a remarkable church sermon. Matt changes his plans after a call from the colonel, learning about it, and Annie's confession that Mary's pregnancy diagnosis got mixed up with her real one. That is probably the best of the user summaries we've had so far. I'm just going to say that because I enjoy that thoroughly. I like the ones where it's like, and brainless Ruthie. <laughs> this great use of, a great use of adjectives. Yes, what was it? Phone glued Mary. Yeah. If clueless, yeah. So uh, along with that, we have a couple of fan reviews. Uh, I'm going to read both of them. The first one is called, Wow, Another Baby. <laughs> Annie and Eric already has five kids. How can they handle another one? They don't have enough room. Wow, I can't even have five kids and then have another one. I can't believe Annie and Eric can do that. They love each other to have another baby. That was the first review. And then the next one is called Excitement and Intrigue. Who is pregnant? I love this episode. It was exciting and intriguing. When I first saw the episode, I was thinking, what? Mary is pregnant? But then I started laughing when we found out who was pregnant. That was one of those moments that made the show worth watching. Five kids already and more to come. Eric and Annie must really love each other to survive that and not divorce. That is my opinion. So an exciting episode and hilarious, too. Now I must wait for a while longer to see the third season. It's just not, fa- it's just not fair. But I can do it. The show is worth waiting for. All right, so the best part of that review is that it was made, left in 2008, and this person is like, I need to wait for season three. Yes. Um, because I'm pretty sure all of the seasons were out on DVD by then. Uh, so... Anyway, I also love that both of the users, um, like, they they didn't say, like, oh, the Rev and Annie are having sex all the time, as the show indicates. They just kept saying, they must love each other so much. (laughs) I don't know why somebody would think that having more than five kids is, like, the, the cause for divorce, though. Like, oh, no. 
you've hit my kid limit. I'm trying to leave you. And I love how people always bring it back to themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I can't even have five kids and then another. And I'm like, that's six. Uh, but anyway. That's another way of saying six. That's fine. Yeah. Anyway. Um, thank you. Please leave. <laughs> Someone, please leave reviews of more episodes like that. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun. If you want to. Maybe if you want to send in your reviews of episodes. Oh, yeah. Like, um, and they could be of future episodes or they could be of episodes that. We, we've already done, and we'll come back and do reviews, like read your reviews. Yeah, soliciting reviews, or just like maybe like a favorite episode you yeah. have. Although if it's in like season eight, you're going to be waiting a while, I'm yeah. sorry. We will get to season eight, though, because we're doing we every single episode. Yeah, we've only got eight seasons left, so... <laughs> All right, so... Um, so anyway, we're going to get back. So of course we left off last episode with the big cliffhanger. Aren't you going to ask me what my first impression is? Yeah, I was about to lead into that with what's your first impression um as i said earlier i was actually really disappointed with this because they had so much material and so many like great uh potential like moments for when they reveal like the pregnancy when they with the whole like happy situation everything but it was such a i was gonna say flaccid penis but i should probably not say that you do already (laughs) said it so let's just go with it um i don't know it was just What's the word when you're really excited? It was disappointing. It It did not meet my expectations. It was a failure to me. You failed. Okay. Well, like we said, the end of the last episode, nothing happened except in the last five minutes, and then they introduced all these points of conflict. So we had somewhere to, like, jump off in this episode. So, like, we saw the little girl telling her father that, like, happy is her dog, and Annie got the call that... Mary was pregnant, and Lucy's in the love den with her ex-boyfriends and this new guy yeah. for a blind date. And that's like, it. oh, and Matt like told the parents that he had to leave early and he wasn't going to be going to graduation. And so that's all set up, and you think like this, the part two will like start off with all of those and get those really going and develop them. It's very But it just though. does the same thing yeah. that the first episode does. And keeps all of those storylines like going through hijinks, and then in the last five minutes wraps them all up. Um, so I guess we'll start the episode uh, with the cold open, as you do. Um, the 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 Rev. <laughs> Going to do this all the episode. The Annie, yeah, the Annie and the Rev. Annie and Rev are uh, just got off the phone. They're kind of reeling with the news. Uh, Annie goes with the route of blaming them, like themselves, or like, what have we done? Should have we? Should we not have like let her date Wilson? Maybe we didn't talk to her enough about this. And the Rev's more like, no, I want to be angry at her first, not at ourselves. Um, they decide that they're going to tell Mary right away because clearly Mary she has no idea. Yeah. Um, I think the next thing that really happens... Wait, I just... I have a few things. Okay. I had a few oh, notes yeah. on oh, this. Oh, yeah, you did. You Number did. one, um, if you... Th- like, Annie, at the end of the f- part one of this, said that she was going to serve Rod, the, like, the MITs, Rod and Jimmy and all of the guests, ice cream because she didn't want everyone hanging around, hanging around until dinner time. And at this point, they're putting away the ice cream after they get off the phone, and it is healthy choice ice cream. Uh, which I just frown upon because you should be buying real ice cream. I don't know what's in Healthy Choice ice cream. I doubt that it's good, though. Yes. And then also, um, I just wrote this on the fact that Mary went for... I wrote this multiple times, actually, because it comes up again. That When you go for a physical, what do they... Like, how did they usually test... I don't, I don't know. Like, I guess because I've, like, not ever been pregnant and gone for a physical like is that really a thing that you would that, get that they result. would be testing for if she didn't th- like if she wasn't there and said i think i'm pregnant are they really going to be testing for like the pregnancy hormone because i'm pretty sure they wouldn't especially in like a 15 year old or whatever but yeah no that's that's actually a very good point i like i only had a physical once in my life and it was when i decided that i was going to try sports um which obviously didn't work out well um and i only really remember them telling me to try to touch my toes. So Well, you were like obviously very young. But <laughs> No, I was yeah. this was like this was like high school, like fourteen. Oh, okay. Right. But like you were like around the same age right. as Mary yeah, and yeah. they weren't like, oh or like sometimes you'll have blood drawn or but whatever you need to just to make sure. Test but they're for, not if they're not testing right, for right. it, then how would they know? So 
this, what kind of wacky doctor is this? What kind of, also the fact that, like, isn't Mary, I don't know, I guess, is it, like, a pediatric, like, it's obviously a general, um, it's like an internist. It's not like they went to, like, a guy, like, an OBGYN. Yeah, right, just an, um, a general practitioner. Also, right, but, like, I guess, I guess it's like, they said it's like their family doctor, so I guess that makes sense, like, that Mary isn't still going to, like, a pediatrician. Right, but, and we were talking about the fact that, uh, I don't think the doctor is allowed to reveal that kind of information to Annie. Right. That, that as well. Um, because that, of all those laws about not revealing like the status of a minor, even like even to the parents, even if like the, if the minor is pregnant, like stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so there might have been some laws broken here in Glen Oak. Um, and also like, if uh, from the uh, IMDb user summary, we know that the doctor is mistaken, and why isn't like this a serious point of contention? Right, <laughs> like, like oh, we should get a new doctor because this guy, or like, you know, like emotional trauma because you messed up my test results. Smell practice. Right, exactly. We're ready to sue this guy. Torts. But, yeah. This is why we went to law school. <laughs> yeah, that's why. This is um, it. So, anyway. That's those were my notes yeah. on just side things that were going on and things that don't really match up with reality. Not that I expect that from this show. And then as they are rushing to go, well, they go. What I don't know what happens first. They go to tell Mary or whatever, and then there's a ring at the doorbell. Well, before that happens, the doorbell we, rings. We just have a quick scene where um, Matt and Mary are like it reintroduces the fact. That Matt and Mary are not like talking to each other right now. Matt says once again, and he said it like three times in the last episode, you slapped me. Which, okay. I don't know what that's supposed to mean. Well, when he, when she slapped him in the last episode. Right, but he, so, so I guess he's like, I'm supposed to be yeah, mad and, at you. Yeah, exactly. You, um, you have no right anymore. And then um, Mary's like, well, look, you're the one that's been a freak third parent to me this entire time. Like, I don't need you. uh, Like, you're doing this weird older protective brother thing. And, like, that's not what I need from you. Uh, Matt, like, takes this and runs with it for the rest of the episode. Uh, Then, like, I think when uh, the Rev and Annie are going to talk to Mary, the doorbell rings. And... It's, the Colonel and the Ruth are there. Yes, so they're there because uh, they are there to see... Matt graduate. Yeah. But, yeah. Which, okay, so this is my thing. They're there to see Matt graduate and also that Matt... And see his valedictorian speech. But literally moments ago, uh, the family just found out that Matt's valedictorian. So how did... No, I don't think that they knew... They didn't know that he was valedictorian. But I thought when they came in, they're like, we're here for to hear his speech or... No? Maybe no. I, no. Because when... When the colonel, we'll get to it later. I'll tell you why that's not the case. Okay, but, that is not the case. Uh, uh, yeah, so they show up. Um, apparently, they're a couple of days early. Plans fell through because I don't know. They gave some weird story about why they were early. So, uh, something about a friend of theirs with the last name Phelps, um, <laughs> which is I remember that because, because the Phelpses, right? <laughs> and also because apparently the actor that plays the Rev. Uh, the Rev's father, the Colonel, Peter Graves, played a character with the last name Phelps in a different show. Wow. Or a movie. Oh, no, he played the character Phelps in the Mission Impossible movies. That's why. Okay. That's where, he, like, he's famous for, I think. Um, although I don't know that. Well, that in Seventh Heaven. But anyway, so they're there. It's great. They're uh, early, which is, like, and of course, the Rev and Annie are, like, horrified now that the Colonel and Ruth are there, and they're like, we have still have to tell Mary that she's pregnant, and this is very stressful now because the Colonel and Ruth always bring a, a high-stress environment with them. And that is about the cold open, except, like, Simon is just, like, standing near the door, and he's still doing the trick with Happy because he's, like, he's, like, lamenting about that they didn't give Happy a medal for her great performance. So he has the dog do the trick, and the Colonel and Ruth are inside the house. Then we get the opening credits. And then when you come back from the, the opening credits, there's this horrible scene where everyone who was just standing at the front door 
very deliberately steps over Happy, who is still being a dead dog. And they're all, like, making, like, cutesy faces about it. Like, it's just so hilarious. And it is not. So um, my family has a superstition about not ever walking over somebody who's on the floor because it, like, stops them from growing. Or like, so it's did like, they step over you when you were a child? <laughs> that's ex- Yeah, that's exactly what happened. No, and then you're like, if you do it, you're supposed to walk back and then walk around them. Like, you're not supposed to do that ever. It's like, I don't know if it's a, I think it is a family thing. It might be a thing in a wider region from where my family's from, but I don't know. Um, so when they were doing that, I was horrified. I was oh. like, Happy's not going to grow anymore. <laughs> probably, I mean, if she's an adult dog, she probably is not going to grow anymore. And for the case for most adults, you could probably step over them and not worry about that. Yes, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> so anyway, they go to the kitchen, and the this is actually when uh, the Colonel and Ruth explain why they are there early, but that's not really important. And then... Uh, Annie. The Rev and Annie break the news that, oh, well, Matt isn't going to walk at his graduation because he has a job for the summer. Uh, In Washington, D.C. And the colonel goes on this spectacular rant about how it's great because, you know, graduation is also commencement and he might as well just move on with his life. Why does he need to walk across the stage in a muumuu and a cardboard hat? And he says, oh, he's going to be in Washington, D.C. That's fantastic. Right in the medulla oblongata of the American politic. A political body is what he calls it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And Matt's really happy as he's walking down the stairs because he hears this. This is also, remember from last season, we know that the colonel and Ruth don't really get along with anyone that isn't Mary or um, Annie. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Mary or Mary. Yeah. But um, so now, like, Matt and uh, them are on the same side. Matt's really happy. And he's like, yeah, you should just go and start your life. So then Matt kind of, oh, then they tell Matt to bring, okay, I had a problem with yes. this too. Mm-hmm. They're like, Matt, bring the Colonel and the Ruth's bags up to your room. You'll be sleeping in Simon's room and Simon will be sleeping in Ruthie's room. And I said, well, why don't the Colonel and Ruth just sleep in Simon's room so that the only person that needs to move is Simon. And so that the old people, the Colonel and Ruth don't need to go up and down the attic stairs every time that they have to go to the bathroom or whatever. But Annie and the Rev are too self-absorbed to think of this. Or they're probably too traumatized about the fact that their 15-year-old daughter is pregnant. I guess, but she could have made a lot of money 10 years later with that. But uh, so That was a reference to Teen Mom if nobody caught it. Or 16 and Pregnant. Or that. Both, they're part of the same franchise. But anyway, uh, this is when the Rev and Annie tell... uh, They're like, it's not as simple as just watching Matt walk across the stage because he was the valedictorian and we're going to miss out on his speech or whatever. And then the colonel and Ruth are like, oh, that's different. We want to see him make a speech. So this really... It was stupid when he was just going to walk across the stage. But now now that he's going to make a speech, it's important. This also really annoyed me because the Rev says something like, well, it's not just him... Like, it's not just oh, him this doing... Oh, for us. Yeah. yeah. It, like, this... We also were a part of all the 12 years that he did this. Well, yeah, but I also... I think a lot of, um, like, graduations are, like, spectacles and not really for the person who You're right, is yeah. graduating it's anyway. Like because, like, you know what you did and, like, you know, you it really is just, like... I was never particularly, like, excited or felt like... Like, graduation was the day that was, like, everything changed because it's a course of, like, years of doing... Bullshit. Right? <laughs> That's what you do, and then you get to graduate from to like bigger bullshit, and then graduate again to even bigger bullshit. Um, yeah. Uh, so then we, I think, Mary, no Mary, Annie, and the Rev are finally going to talk to Mary. Except uh, when they go to open the door. Wait, there's a fantastic point where it zooms in on the door. Yeah, it's, it's great, it's- worth watching. But right, they go to open the door, and both Mary and Lucy throw the door open and appear at the door very eager. Because they want to go to burgers with their friends. And by friends, they mean... Boyfriends. I mean, I don't know if we're going to call Kenny a boyfriend yet, but we might as well. Because... Little man boy, I don't know what he is. (laughs) I have so much trouble Um, reconciling what that man is. uh, Since the Colonel and Ruth are there, I don't... I guess, like, uh, Annie and the Rev really can't say no. So everybody then makes their way downstairs, uh, and Mary and Lucy are really excited about introducing their new boys to Well, because the colonel colonel does that whole, like, protective thing, and he's like, oh, I've got to size up these men, and 
they I didn't I didn't realize that this is the first time they're meeting Wilson, but they meet them and then he's they're like, Oh, you're heading out for a date and Wilson is holding Billy and he says, uh, our night out is actually gonna be a night in because I don't have a babysitter and then um Rod to the rescue and Jimmy Moon. Yeah. The MITs were like, Oh, it's part of our minister in training duty or something, leave Billy with us and if we need any help. Mrs. Camden is here because for some reason they are still at the Camden's house, even though the ice cream was supposed to be like, okay, eat your ice cream and go home. Everybody leave. Yeah. Um, for some reason, Wilson is okay with handing his child over when like a few episodes ago earlier in the season, he's like, you're the only other person I trust to take care of my son. Well, I think that was a, well, just a ploy to like see Mary again or whatever. Well, it's a horrible ploy because then he was going on a date with another girl right. to prom. But, I, like, I did think that was kind of a crappy move on his part. But, but whatever. Uh, so they leave um, on their date to get burgers at the pool hall. and uh, Oh, the, before they leave, though... Um, I guess, okay, so the Colonel and Ruth have met Jimmy Moon before, and the Colonel says something about Jimmy Moon growing on him, and then the Ruth says something, she's like, oh, well, something is growing on Rod's face, and Lucy goes, it's a mustache, don't let it seduce you, Um, to her grandmother about this 14-year-old boy. And the mustache is not something worth, like, looking, it's not. That was a good setup for that joke. Yeah, no, it was a good, yeah. Like, but... But it's they not, should have left it. Lucy ruined it. Eh. Um, and the other thing is, Kenny asks who those two guys are to Lucy, and Lucy says, they're my ex-boyfriends right. who are here for my father. It's like, you, this is the first time you've met this kid, who's clearly, like, the best you've done so far in, like, guys you are, like, in, <laughs> I don't that are know. interested Something in. Something is up with Kenny. Well, yes. Something is but, weird like, about him. Looking at him, like, physically, just, like, looking at the three guys so far, he's... Yes. The best looking of all three, and he look he like seems the closest to normal. I don't I don't know. Actually, probably Rod is more normal I think than Jimmy he is. Moon is like the most normal at but this Jimmy point. Jimmy Moon like l- lacks any affect whatsoever. Um, but it's not like the definition of being normal. Like <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, Lucy. But it's, I I I would be like this is my first interaction with this like blind date. I would not immediately start talking about the fact that my ex boyfriends are, are just pra- standing in my living room with us right now. They were here. They were at the house before Kenny even got there. Exactly. Like, oh, we've just been hanging out. Um, uh, but don't worry because Kenny like has no personality either, and he's just like okay. <laughs> he's not weirded out about that whatsoever. Also, I just want to point out for the future when we. It's broad daylight at this point, and yes. they keep saying going out for the night, the night, the night, and then they, then Mary, uh, Wilson, Lucy, and Kenny leave for the night, but it still looks like the sun. It's like gotta be like one p.m. Yeah, the sun is so high in the sky. Um, when they leave, the Colonel and the Ruth ask like, "Oh, why does Wilson's little brother need a babysitter?" Uh, and it's like, "Oh no, it's not the baby brother. It's." His son. So that's the first time. Dun, dun, dun. It's the first time. But there's like no reaction yeah, whatsoever. The cur- I, I was expecting that for like the Colonel and Ruth to freak out on Annie and the Rev while they're in this vulnerable state and be like, what's wrong with you? But nothing happened. Um, the next thing I have is the fact that Matt finds out that the Colonel helped out with him getting his internship. Yes. And the Colonel says. I had no idea that he and all that hair had done so well. So actually, this might be when he finds out that he's a valedictorian. But anyway, yeah. He, and then, then so I forget how it. So somehow during the course of the conversation, oh, the colonel says he already knew. Yeah. About the internship, because he made a phone call or something, and Matt walks in on it, and he's like, "Well, now I'm not going because I didn't earn it. Um, you did it for me." And I forget even... The colonel says something like, it's it's not about, like, how you get in, it's what you do when you get there. Um, yeah. And, like, you know... That f- fixes everything for Matt, I, I guess. guess so. He's like, uh, okay, fine. Um, but then the colonel kind of, like, alludes to the fact that he's going to make another phone call. Right. Um, it seems like the colonel has connections literally everywhere. He's like, what is it? Um, God, what's the word? He's like he's ex machina basically, ex, yeah. Because yeah. he's just the like the plot device to get everything going. Um, and then we well, have, I mean, I think we're supposed to presume he was a pretty high ranking member of the military, so he knows like the people that are 
High-ranking military officials in Washington, D.C.? I guess so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how having connections work because I have none. So <laughs> um, we then have... Well, a then n- it should be easy for the show for you to just imagine that, that he's connected to <laughs> okay. all of these people. I guess you're right. I'm just really cynical about so, the world. Jack Martin shows up. Yes. The doorbell rings and Jack Martin, who we find out is the name of the southern girl that we saw <laughs> at the end of... Part one of this episode. Her father is a Jack Martin, and they, he's he's at the Camden household to retrieve Whitey, which is the which is Happy's apparently real name. Um, they didn't really stretch too far the imagination on that one. If you have not seen Happy, Happy is a white, white dog. dog. <laughs> so yes. Um, so the children are devastated. Uh, Matt, uh, Matt, sorry, Simon brings up the good point of saying uh, he ran away two years ago. So he basically uses the same argument he used for Dirty Girl Sarah. Right, but it's actually a dog this time. And also Annie, like, adopted the dog from the shelter or whatever. Like, all of this was done in a pretty... Like, if your dog runs away, the first place you should go to look for your dog is the shelter. Right. Uh, And this guy... And they were about to kill... If you remember from the first episode of season one, the pilot... Annie says, I found out that they were going to kill Happy in, like, 24 hours. So this dog would have been dead without the Camdens. And this guy didn't even care. If I were Annie, I would bring that up. Uh, So he says that he's going to be back and, like, he's going to get the dog. Um, And then the doorbell rings again. And it is Grandpa Charles, Charles Jackson, and Ginger, who Um, is back. Yeah, we're just let. there's no explanation whatsoever for how they got back together, what happened, but they're back together, I guess... I don't, the toupee, I'm random. The toupee is gone. gone, So they're back together again. Um, And then we have a scene at the pool hall where Wilson and Mary are making out. Um, Lucy really doesn't have much to do in this episode, so they have to fabricate stuff. Um, I think she, like, because he's being really nice to her, Kenny. Kenny's like, tell me everything about you. I want to know all about you. But he's got this, he's very soft-spoken. Yeah. And he speaks like a child, but he has an adult's body. And I don't know. I just have this weird feeling about him. Does he come back next season? No. Wait, what? That's, that's what, This is why I'm very happy. Why did they bring this up if he's not going to come back at all? I don't know, but I, I mean, he, he might, like, he's not a recurring character by any stretch of, like, you know, he might right. be in, like, one more episode, but I doubt it because... This is the season finale, so it's like the summer. And every time I love um, the first episode of seasons because, like, especially in a show like this, because they always talk about like what they were doing all summer. So we'll get into that next episode. But I think that this is his last episode. So, um, but Lucy, I guess, like, this is a precursor to her feeling like, oh no, he's too good for me. I don't think anything else happens unless you do. I have the next scene I have is when, when they come home. Right. Okay. So the Rev and Annie are on the porch, I guess, waiting for the kids. And then they all get back and uh, the Rev and Annie tell uh, Lucy and Kenny to go inside and that Mary and Wilson will meet them. Um, in my opinion, I think that this should have been done without Wilson standing there. But whatever. It doesn't really matter because it wasn't true. And also, this scene was like super anticlimactic for me. I thought it would be a lot more drama filled. I thought they should have yelled at each yeah, other. Yeah, I thought there'd be more yelling. I thought there would be more like stomping away and walking away. I thought it would be uh, extended to last a lot longer than they did like this like specific conflict between characters. Um, I think the only way that could have happened though is if there was ever a realistic chance that Mary thought she could have been pregnant. That was the only way that could have prolonged this to be like the dramatic thing. Well, I think that it. You- I think it could have also been because I feel like the Camden parents at least have, like, a history of not believing their kids. I mean, especially with Matt. Like, Matt will say something, and they'll be like, we think you're lying. And then they'll find out that Matt was not lying. And then that'll be, like, the complete episode. And I think they could have done this very easily with Mary being like, no, I haven't had sex. And they'd very yeah, but, and they'd be like, but the doctor said, because he's a doctor. But Wilson is such, like, uh, like... A Boy Scout, and right. I would say yeah, yeah. that he was, and he was standing there. Okay, so anyway, let's get to what actually yeah. happens. And so Annie is like, "You're pregnant," and I think Mary's like, "That's impossible," or and Annie says something, "Why?" Because your birth control is infallible, and Mary's like, "Yeah," because it's called not having sex, and it works one hundred percent of the time. And then Wilson 
she's like, I have never had sex with anyone ever. And then Wilson is like, I have never had sex with Mary. Um, so the parents are just like relieved. And I think uh, part of it is also because Wilson is there and he's been painfully honest about at every turn. And she says a lot about how she wouldn't like betray their trust their trust like that and that they need either a vacation or okay, go to parent camp yeah. I wrote down um what would have been like a crazy twist is if we found out that she was really pregnant and it was the basketball coach was the father and Wilson didn't even know <laughs> apparently nobody knew um, I wrote I wrote this fanfic <laughs> okay well then um so that is all resolved uh she's not pregnant I know it's so anticlimactic it, it's so anticlimactic it takes, like a minute and a half for this entire scene to be resolved. Although I'm kind of happy that it is over because like that kind of stuff makes me cringe, especially like misunderstandings like that. When but people, you wanted it so yeah, bad. I, I, no, I don't didn't. But like I felt like it could have been a lot more explosive than it was. There could have been at least some yelling, like you said. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's fine. I think the next thing that I have at least is um, Ruthie and Simon and their hijinks. Yes, so they get the idea. Well, Simon is like, oh, when Happy ran away, she might have looked like a whitey. But she's not. But she's happy, and I know we'll make her not look like whitey. And so they stay up all night dying the dog. Um, <laughs> this is also, uh, I think, like a minor substory, which I think, uh, given what Aaron's told me about how Ruthie's character matures, is or just of, like the snaps. Yeah, exactly <laughs> from the Snapchats that I've gotten about the show. Is that this is kind of the beginning of Ruthie's? She's starting to become a person. Yeah, she's like what, like seven years old now. Like maybe gonna six or seven. Probably she's eight by the end of season three. She so, says that so probably seven now. Um, and she, because she's starting to use words like hell and heck and darn it. And um, she said that that guy Jack can bite me. Right. And um, <laughs> Simon says, bad words make you sound stupid, which is an argument that I thoroughly hate. Because I love the word fuck and I will say it all the fucking time. You know who says that? Who? I guess like stupid people. I don't know where oh, I was going oh, with that. Oh, but, oh, the real saying. stupid people are the ones who call people stupid. For saying, saying bad, bad words. words. I hate that we're saying bad... I hate the fact that we're saying the phrase bad words right now. So let's move on from this. Ruthie's got a little potty mouth <laughs> in this episode. When they're uh, dying the dog, uh, there's like... Actually... There's a weird silhouette. I, it looked weird. It looked like they were in the bathtub together for a second. Yeah. Um, but also the camera pan on this is... Uh, for any of you cinematography nerds, it's like one fell swoop of a shot there's no editing it like follows it completely and it starts with the clock and behind it are two different dictionaries and aesop's fables for anybody that's wondering what the camden children read in their spare time they apparently need to look up a lot of words (laughs) and it likes it does goes to the room the bed and then into the bathroom um which is like i think it's a very clean and nice shot and i haven't seen anything like that because most of seventh heaven is like ridiculously edited yeah so um I think the next thing that really have is it's the next morning, and um, the dog is all kinds of purple, orange, yes. and brown. Uh, but before that, I have a quote from Lucy saying, "I don't get great." Um, I wrote that too. So yeah, so something's got to be wrong with him. So that tells me that Lucy is being foolish, right? She, I think she decides to call Kenny and. And their break up with him. Yes, they and went on half a date. I don't. I don't. Yes, they shot pool together, and now it's over. We don't know anything about him. Yes, I don't know if he knows anything about her. And um, Rod and Jimmy, who are apparently like these, they're like in the room when she does it. Yeah, and they said, you know, why don't you call him back and say it was a fleeting moment of like you? She's like, no, I don't get great. Like good things don't happen to me, and she's like. This man was delivered to her. Yes, exactly. Like, literally, hand-picked. he was brought into her home, uh, and she's like, "There's got to be." Wait, she said that something's wrong with him. She said, "I don't get great, so something's got to be wrong right, with him." Yeah, which I kind of agree with. <laughs> I think there is something wrong with him, but she it hasn't been. She doesn't think he's weird yet. Uh, but anyway, Jimmy Moonman. Oh, at this point, we see 
Uh, Jimmy Moon has a book he's been carrying around. I don't know exactly when we see it, but it says uh, Moon's M.O. It's actually earlier in the episode, but it just it says Moon's M.I.T. book or journal or something, and it's just carrying it around that he's keeping all of his notes on what the Rev does and what the responsibilities of a minister are. But I love that he just wrote Moon's book. Matt is lurking in the background and seeing what's just happened. Uh, the doorbell rings again, and this time it's Jack Martin with a lawyer. Um, and uh, basically, Stan has a lot of money to throw around yeah, to get this dog back. Basically, uh, Happy goes back to being Whitey and goes back to the Martin family. Um, everybody's really devastated. There's a lot of fake tears going around. Um, they are cleaning up the bathtub. And Matt, again, is in the background and is seeing this happen, Um, which kind of brings us to, like, the crux of the Matt and Mary storyline, which is um, Matt saying, look, like, this is my job as the oldest, and there's a double standard because I guess that, like, this is what I have to do because I'm a guy, but since you're a girl, you don't need to, like, our parents don't, like, depend on you like this, but... um, I have to, like, look over everyone and take care of everyone. And, like, this is my job as, like, an assistant parent kind of thing. And did you know that, like, Lucy just broke up with her boyfriend and that uh, the dog is taken away? Because Mary's on the phone as our... With Wilson. The entire time. Yeah, but I think that this... I didn't like this entire, uh, like, Matt kind of projecting. Because there's nothing that says that... Because he's like, I can't leave because you can't be the oldest sibling because you don't even care about anything that's going on. And I don't think that, first of all, like, the family dynamic has been the way it's been. When Matt's, like, 18 and, like, Mary is, like, I guess 15 or 16 at this point, like, the dynamic isn't going to change just because he leaves. He's still the oldest. It's it's not, like, and, and I don't think that the oldest sibling ever actually is, like, needs to assume that role. Well, uh, speaking as an old, old, the oldest sibling from my family, I do kind of assume that role. I don't know if that's like around, like, like that's something that all older siblings do, but I do think it's kind of like natural to be the like in between person between the parents and like your younger siblings. I like left the nest quote unquote, like years ago, but I still try to like maintain a kind of, I guess, protective nature over my, like, younger brother and sister. Make wow. sure, like, they're doing the things they're doing. I don't have anything life. to say about that. Because <laughs> you're the youngest. So, but I think the way that he's also just, like, forcing this role onto yeah, her. Yeah, is That she might not want to assume she's fine being, like, the second oldest. Especially because she never said something about how she could also be the oldest. And also, I think with the, like... What What is the deal? He's like, oh, some guy just took Happy away, whatever. There's not much that they can really be doing for, like, Simon and Ruthie at this point. They're, like, their own unit of siblings in which Simon is the oldest, and he's the one who, like, tells Ruthie what to do. And I feel like Mary and Lucy are so close in age that they're more, like, frenemy, like, siblings. Right. Than, so Matt was the only one. He was usually hurting up, like, Mary and Lucy, but I think it would be weird to see Mary in that position do it, like, kind of being that, I don't know, older sibling to Lucy because they are, like, closer in a different way. Right. And Simon and Ruthie don't really need anything right now because they're so young and it's just so, I don't know, it's such a different, like, dynamic. Right. And we see Mary, um, like, fail at her older siblingness. Uh, Lucy doesn't want to talk to her about a breakup and the kids don't want to get ice cream. Um, we- Which I think this is, like, the only thing she could do is that, like ask two little kids if they want ice cream like um okay so the MITs are really take are really learning a lot from the rev because as we know the rev likes to like intervene in things he should not be involved in which is what the MITs decide to do in the Camden's life uh, one of the ways they do this is with Lucy so yeah after they find out that she called Kenny and was like I'm breaking up with you or whatever she did I don't want to see you anymore uh Rod and Jimmy Moon have this, they're like, oh, well, Lucy deserves, like, a great guy or whatever. She's selling herself short. And then somehow one of them says that she's smart, funny, charming, and caring. And I would use none. None None of of those words. Not, I can't even find one that I find appropriate. Nope. Um, 
they also decide they also decide to recruit the colonel and the Ruth to um, recover Happy. Yeah. I presume that's... We never find out what, exactly what's going on. Yeah, we only see the aftermath and, like, what happens beforehand. Uh, but before any of the mischief and the hijinks can happen, uh, Matt gets a phone call. Yes. Uh, um, he gets a phone call from Hillary Clinton herself. Because she would be calling the high school senior interns that were going to be in her office. Herself. That, that was part yeah, of her daily... Yes. That was on her agenda one morning, and she said yes. So First Lady to- Hillary Rodham Clinton calls Matt and says, congratulations on being valedictorian, and I can't wait to work with you this summer. Yes, and- so Matt's like, I'm going to be on her staff, but he finds out that he doesn't need to start until after he is able to graduate. Which we find out is something that the colonel has set up, which is that, like, other phone call he was going to make. Yes. He's very influential. Yeah. He, I guess he called Hillary Clinton herself. Probably. Uh, uh, so, anyway, the next scene we have is so strange, and I don't really understand why it happens, but the doorbell rings. The doorbell rings, right? Yeah, the doorbell rings. Well, and Grandpa Charlie and Ginger are there with a bottle of champagne, and Grandpa Charlie just goes, We're engaged! <laughs> And apparently the only people that are home are them, the Rev, Annie, and Matt. And it's uh, they're all sitting in the love den talking about, oh, we should celebrate Hillary Clinton and also um, <laughs> that we're engaged. And then... They're uh, like, where are all the other kids? So we kind of... To backpedal a little bit. Oh, yeah. There was a weird... Se- well, we said before yes. that the uh, the MITs enlist the, the Ruth and the Colonel to get the dog back. And then they have these, like... Huddles. Yes. And Uh, then, so they're like, where are all the kids? And the colonel and the Ruth come in, and they are covered in paint and handprints and paint handprints. Yes. Uh, It's very confusing, and we are thinking that the rest of the scene, we're going to find out what, like, they were trying to do to get the dog back, but it's never revealed. (laughs) They're just, like, very cagey when, like... The, okay, so Annie, like, looks at the colonel's back, and she identifies all of her children's handprints on it. But then she's it. also able to identify Rod and Jimmy Moon's handprints. Well, I guess she just doesn't recognize them, because she's like, I bet these are the handprints of, like, two MITs. Uh, and then they don't answer, like, the kids still haven't come through the door, and the colonel and Ruth are just like, oh, they'll be here in a minute. <laughs> And we never find out what happened or why they are covered in paint. I thought they went to go, like, try to paint the dog back to being white. But then why that but wouldn't then, help their cause. Right. And then the dog still isn't, at the end of the episode, is not white. We, no one, if you know what happened with the paint, yes, in yes. The, where, where all of the children, including Rod and Jimmy, went and why... Yeah, Lucy and Mary using, also went. Why they were, what they were doing with this white paint, please... Please, I, but this is the mystery yeah. of... Because we don't know... We obviously don't hear what happens in the huddle, and they come back, and, like, it cuts away to the next None morning. None of the kids have paint on them, but we don't even see, see them. the kids. No, we don't see the kids. It's the next morning. It's the next morning, and we find out that <laughs> Charlie and Ginger are not actually engaged, that that was a diversion, but now they're engaged. But what was this a diversion from? The plot with the paint? Yeah, like, <laughs> they wanted to, like... Because they thought that the parents would get suspicious about everybody being the, out of the house... And so they're like, oh, we will we'll be the diversion for the Colonel and Ruth and the kids. And then I'm assuming that the success would be that the dog would come back and nobody would ask any questions. I don't, I don't know. We don't we know. We have no idea what we this no plot idea. was. This is the big mystery of this series. What, uh, was, what was happening? But like, So anyway, then the next morning, uh, Ginger and Char- Grandpa Charlie are like in the backyard. And they're like, hey, let's actually get engaged. We, we're just like faking it. But, but, now but now we'll actually be engaged. And then they're like, okay. And then at breakfast, Happy comes back. Right. And they tell, they very foolishly tell, like, Annie and the Rev, like, oh, that, that first engagement was just a diversion. But now we're really engaged. When they could have just said, we were engaged the whole, the whole time. time. Or, like, because, not said anything. Right. Well, Annie's, like, not happy about it, clearly. So just the fact that they tell Annie it wasn't real at first, but now it's real. Probably better off just pretending that the entire thing was real. Jack Martin comes in after Happy and basically says, this is where Happy belongs. Yeah. I, <laughs> I wasted that money on that lawyer for nothing because I'm just going to let the dog ran away. She dug. We find out she, it's not like, because 
I, I don't know, the first time I saw this episode, I definitely thought that he was going to storm into the house and be like, you came and took her, and he Which comes Which would also in, have been good drama. Again, missed right. opportunity. But he just comes in and he's like, oh yeah, she dug a hole underneath the fence. This is where she wants to be. And she's still purple, so what was the white paint for? <laughs> and another missed opportunity with the happy storyline is that we don't see the little girl again. She's in the previously on Seventh Heaven. Oh, yeah, because we thought that it would be funny for her and Ruthie to like get they would, like a fist fight. <laughs> or at least <laughs> be Ruthie like would kick her ass. rude to each other, because clearly like both of those characters are highly self like are highly entitled. So yeah. like um the next real thing is really the last scene. No, not the last scene. We're at church. It's Sunday. Um, Which is almost the last... Isn't that the last scene? Oh, the la- no, it's no, almost the, the last, last scene. Yes. Um, there's, like, two more things after this. Yeah. Uh, church is... Kenny shows up. Um, because Rod and Jimmy invited him. Uh, and he comes and sits next to Lucy, and Lucy says, uh, can we try this again? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Again, they just wanted to give Lucy something to do, so they were like, "Let's have her fabricate be- this drama." Yeah. Um, although I guess it's pretty in character for Lucy to have very low self esteem. Um, <laughs> but so, she's so smart, funny, charming, and caring. Um, well, <laughs> even those kind of people have low self esteem sometimes. All right. Um, we also find out that Wilson is leaving. He's going to school. Um, yeah, and he does. I, th- okay, this was the beginning of the end. How they like how everything gets wrapped up at the end of season two. Uh, they're sitting there at church before church has even started, and Wilson's like, I got to talk to you, or I got to tell you something. And then he's like, I'm going away to school or whatever. And it's not really said that, like, he's breaking up with Mary, but he's breaking up with Mary. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming that's uh, what it's supposed to mean. And and she and I'm like, why would you say this in church right before it's about this? Like, she has nowhere to go. Like, there's, and you're in front of all these people. It's like proposing to someone at a sporting event and having, like, the proposal be on a big screen. You're, like, kind of, you like, have forced to say to yes. Say yes. Um, and then another, we have another moment with Ruthie in language. Like she says, like damn it or something. So yeah, and um, Simon says something. And then she like, says that I'm. Yeah, he's like, I don't know what Simon says, but oh, I was gonna say this is a really unattractive phase oh, you're in right Ruth, now. He's like, it's almost over or yeah. something. I can sense it's coming to an end. Except it's not. It's only beginning. Uh, and then for me, the highlight of the episode because it just continued on of like, what the fuck is happening? So <laughs> wait. So the rev gets gets up. This, first of all, the whole build to this was way too long as well. Yes. They kept, after everybody had their little conversations, it just kept showing everybody's faces with the so church music. So everybody is at church. Everyone. FYI. And uh, the Rev gets up and he says a little speak. Okay, so by the way, Jimmy and Rod are sitting on the altar. Uh, if that's, yeah, the altar. Uh, and then the Rev gets up and gives like a little intro of who they are and why they're sitting there. And he's like, my ministers in training are going to give the sermon today. Well, he says something like, I always wonder if um, people actually listen to what I say, and hopefully this will answer that question for me. Uh, the answer to that question is no. Nobody <laughs> listens to what you say. Because <laughs> Rod goes and retrieves a guitar, and Jimmy Moon uh, takes off his suit jacket and takes out a series of index cards. <laughs> so Rod sits down on the steps strums a guitar. I'm convinced that Jimmy Moon's about to sing, but no, he's not. It's more like a spoken word kind of thing. Yes. Uh, he starts out by saying that uh, I don't, like, I think it's something religious. He's like, the, the, like, God tells you to, it was like Jesus, or some, God told someone to go left, but you have to wonder, is it your left or his left? And, <laughs> and then, like, it cuts, so then that happens, and, like, Rod plays a guitar, and you hear, like, a few more words, and then it cuts, and we see all these index cards on the floor of, on the floor of the altar. Right. And finally, Jimmy Moon says, ambidexterity, because the Lord wants us to be good with both hands, which answers our question about... Whether it's God's left or our left. I, again, don't understand what the meaning of this is. Um, the guitar then, like, ends it. And that is that is it. And everybody looks... Confused. Because confused. they should be. Um, but, hey, it was probably more entertaining than anything the Rev has ever done. And then going from one speech to another, we go to Matt's valedictorian speech. Uh, and it's all that same high school yeah, crap. Class of 98, but the most important thing that happens in the middle of this speech, which is, I guess... Ba- another bad right. time to break news, at least in my opinion, mm-hmm. is that Annie leans over to the Rev and says, we're going to have a baby. 
wacky Dr. Peterson made a mistake and mi- mixed up our results. And I'm not, uh, Mary's not the one that was pregnant. It's me. Um, they share a tender moment. <laughs> and the ending is the MITs who are back at the house. Um, they're back at the Camden household, even though their MIT stuff is done. Everyone is, well, yeah, everyone is there. Uh, and Except they, for Kenny. And they say some words to the Rev, and they're like, you really care about people all of the time. Yeah. They're like, it's, oh, you've got, uh, he, he says something that they're like, oh, I don't know, it's hard to be you because you have to care all the time. And the Rev's like, it's the job. And, and they're then, like, it's the man. I was like, ah. Oh. As Ruthie would say, bite me. <laughs> In the words of Ruthie. And so we are at the very end of the episode now. And just like at the end of season one, all of the family members and like extra people are all together. Except actually there are no extras in this one. There's no Wilson. There's no Jimmy Moon. There's no Rod. Oh, I thought that Jimmy and Rod were there. No, I don't. Oh, no, they were. You're right. Jimmy Moon and because Rod Because I think are there. I said, why are they still there? And they were in the house yeah. the entire no, episode. No, you are right. Kenny's not there and Wilson's not there either. Presumably because Wilson and they Mary broke broke, up. Bro- have broken up. But just like at the end of season one, everybody is gathered together in one location. And um, Annie and the Rev announce that they're having another child. And everyone looks horrified for a moment. And then they're all excited. And this is what Matt decides. He's like, well, I'll do my internship, but I clearly can't go to school in Tennessee. Because you're going to be so overwhelmed with another baby. So I'm going to come back here and, I mean, I guess go to school in California. Yes. Stay here at home. Yep, that's what he does. And that makes me really sad because I really thought he was going to get out. (laughs) Are you speaking for Barry Watson or are you like Matt Camden? Or both. Either or. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I think Barry Watson probably had the time of his, of his life on this show, though. Because, like, he probably was like, this is so ridiculous. Let's just keep on doing it. Um, I but, mean, in the end, his acting gets a little wild. You can tell he's definitely making fun of himself. Uh, but, yeah, that is the end of season two. Um, That's it? Yeah. two, hour, two Potentially two hours of, like, quality television down the drain because... They didn't do the things they should have been right, doing. Right, because they just, like, kept all of these, like, plot points in the air and then in the last five minutes decided to wrap, like, all of them up or to waste, like, things that could have been points of, like, contention. They just resolved them way too easily. Mm-hmm. So... And they spent a lot of time on Kenny, who presumably we'll never see again. Well, they do that all the time. Um, I'm going to give it a... Three. Yeah, I'm actually going to give it a three um, also. I'm giving it a three. So that's it, season two. Um, Can you believe you've made it this far? I I know I've said this like multiple times on this podcast already, but this is the most consistent thing in my life. And I actually like genuinely do look forward to this. I was a little sick. Uh, we hope that you look forward to it yeah, as well. I was a little sick when uh, we were supposed to do our usual recording, and it actually made me really sad that I couldn't record. Um, yeah. I... I like it. I like this. Um, I can't believe I do, but I really do. Well, I think, I really do think, I know I said season two is, the seasons only get progressively, I, I mean, you've seen enough at this point that you know that they they stretch a lot of, um, like, storylines, mm-hmm. and, and they, they really are reaching for a, a, a lot. They, they just reach a lot yeah, for yeah. all different kinds of things, for reality, to, to tie things together, to make different plot points work. Um, you can imagine they went for 11 seasons, so it didn't get any easier for them. So we are we're starting to, I don't know, I'm very excited. I don't know, seasons four and five are some of my favorites. But uh, some season three episodes were on Uplifting TV the other day, and I watched them, and I realized that we have things to look forward to in season three as well. Uh, but four and five is when it really gets going, so in my what, opinion. What is our season two recap then? I mean, how did it start? Let's see, we came back. Mary, okay, so let's do character by character. Okay, so Mary's leg, the rehabbing it started with. And so she got back to basketball. She was sexually twice. She broke up with Wilson in the beginning because of the basketball thing. Uh, She had a love affair with Diane. Um, and <laughs> that off screen, uh, yeah. So the there was Mount Michael Towner who does come back in season three, um, sexually her, and then the teacher. Uh, and she made her triumphant return to basketball. Ma- uh, Wilson made the triumphant return into her life and back into her life, and then and now he's leaving. Now he's leaving again. So she went through a lot of things, character growth. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> Matt gets to Matt gets to graduate. Matt has worn so many hats. Like, I don't even know what to say. Well, sometimes he had, he's a, sometimes he's a loner. Then he's got all these girlfriends. He went to Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Uh, after Heather, and finally had his heart like broken, and then, uh, well, and then he he went to. The homecoming dance with Lucy and Su- Suzanne. And then he went to prom with... <laughs> with the school, slut. the senior slut, proper title. Um, and now he is going to go work with Hillary Clinton for the summer. <laughs> Obviously, his character arc was... <laughs> they must have, you know, really laid all of this out. Way ahead. Oh, and he was the valedictorian, despite the fact that sometimes we get conflicting accounts of what kind of student he is. And we um, know who's... Go- oh, and he fought with the teacher that got fired. That's actually Barry. Rev and Annie... Who cares? Yeah, they didn't... They don't ever experience any growth, the, but Annie's pregnant because, uh, like, this entire have, season, they were just having sex the entire time. Um, uh, Ruthie... Went to... School. Was in a gang with her backwards hat uh, and flushed it down the toilet and gave it to Simon. Uh, um, so I guess she finished kindergarten or whatever that was. Yeah. First grade. She, um... It's becoming, as you said, she's actually becoming a person now with a personality and stuff. So that's really exciting. Um, Simon has sex ed for the first time. Simon has his first kiss. The makeout party yeah. with Xenon. Uh, uh, Simon becomes a father. Yeah. <laughs> he takes in a child. I feel like Simon was the mo- person we saw the least gro- like actual growth from because he just kept, he keeps, even though he's like now like 11 or 12, they're still giving him these like, kind of Ruthie storylines, which are just hijinks. It always puts them back at the same, like the end of the episode, yeah. they're at the same place they started. It's a reset button over and over again. Yeah. Um, I think, I guess Lucy had some growth in that she saw that she was worth more than Jimmy Moon and Rod. She found out she was conceived. But not worth as much as Ken, as Kenny. <laughs> yeah, she's, <laughs> she's still, like, got a pretty good uh, pulse on her price point. But uh, She the- lost a friend, uh, and she triumphed through that, persevered. Um, she and uh, what were you, when she got excited that she was conceived. Oh yeah, we have that. Right. She figured out she was excited about sex. That's her hobby. She's moped a lot about not having a boyfriend, despite the fact that. Well, I mean, not this. Oh, okay, so you said like she's worth more than Jimmy Moon and Rod, but they would have easily. She if she wanted, she really wanted a boyfriend that bad, and she I think could. that that's exactly the only thing that Lucy wanted. She doesn't care who it was. Yeah, that's the thing. She could have gone back to Jimmy Moon or Rod. Um, I guess we did see some growth in that. In the beginning of the school year, the beginning of the season, we had like her kind of being the outsider in the group, being bullied by those girls, uh, and oh, then when she invited that girl to dinner just yeah. to find out if she was uh, bulimic. But then I think at the end of the season, which is all happening kind of off screen, or at least like just through telephone calls, we gather that she has a lot of friends now because they're constantly on the phone and they're constantly talking about who likes who and who's broken up with what. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So, yeah. So at the end. I think we may have seen the end of Mila Kunis in in season two because uh, season three is the first year that that 70s show was airing. So I think Ashley is officially out if unless she comes back if she comes back it's we've seen the most of her that we're gonna see she might come back for one or two episodes but i'm pretty sure she's she's out so yeah moving um, on to bigger and better things do you who was your favorite character in season two uh i want to say mary i was kind of an i really liked mary in season one but i felt I like know you spent, really you really love matt I was, yeah, but I was, like, really annoyed because she spent, Mary spent so much time with Lucy this season that, like, I was just annoyed. Yeah, the Muffins episode was this season. Oh, yeah, the where Where they were, like, taking a Yeah, the Feminist Muffins. Um, And she's really taking us there. I don't know. I feel like, I don't want to put this, like, I don't want to put the onus all on Lucy because clearly Mary is her own functioning person. But I feel like the more time she spends with Lucy, the more annoyed I am with Mary. I don't know if they just wanted to set up for the dynamic when Matt is in the picture, like, because we know Matt isn't leaving, but I want to say that in the subsequent seasons, uh, he he has less screen time, so I don't know if they, or if they didn't exactly know what they were going to do with Matt, and they were just kind of setting it up to be this new, I don't know, closer relationship. And I also attributed a lot of uh, Mary hanging out with Lucy to uh, the fact that she was not playing basketball for a lot of this season. She was, like, rehabbing and stuff, so she wasn't, uh, like, busy, you know, she wasn't hanging out with, like, her normal friends, 
So she was just like home with Lucy. Um, yeah, my favorite character, I'm going to go with Matt. Just, I feel like Matt had a lot of the same reactions I would have about things. Except not about him yelling at his sister for being in bed with a guy. Although I think I may, maybe might have done the same thing. We'll, <laughs> we'll never know. <laughs> I think you know, but... <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, so that's season two, and that's that. Uh, we'll catch you on Saturday yeah. for season three, episode one. Um, but in the meantime, please check out our Facebook uh, and our Twitter and our Instagram. That's Camden Cast Show. Uh, or Camden Cast, and obviously remember to rate and re- just like we re- like reading reviews about that other people leave. We would like for you to, to review us. Yes, please. On iTunes. Yes, please. And also rate us. Give us some ratings. Um, and subscribe because then you'll get an episode twice a week. Yes, Wednesdays and Saturdays. All right. So that's it. I'm Season Candy. two. I'm Tammy. I'm Tammy. I'm Tammy. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and this has been Camden Cast. <laughs>